In 2018, the fantasy sports expert Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won on loss based Welcome on back to Lockdown players Spurs and the Lockdown had more NBA scheduled Network. games that week. It made no sense and it required very little strategy. Glad so in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick and it's only available on Sleeper. Always Back pick a single work game here at Lock for each starter. What are we doing today? Score. We're going to be talking about portals and even return. number of games Popovich played but said opponents. That Jakob could be In game back. picks, you pick the one game, game week for the Clippers, each player based but on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's you know, defensive the ranking, why pace of play, and more. So much. All of and that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. The days of mindless busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work also Mexico. Whether you did that one game just prove redraft, enough that he should go ahead and put on a San Antonio uniform? Game picks Do that more. I'm joined by covered. San Antonio Sleeper Sports Star, the fantasy Vario, basketball Michael code. If you play fantasy the football, of the halftime show. And if you prefer Michael, welcome back building to out a Spurs. weekly strategy I'm glad versus to be back, a daily busy work, hey, you're going to so, love Game Picks. Um, Download the Sleeper I took a day off. Is that bad? Is that bad? Uh, started right now and start a league with your own friends. No, man. You need a break, man. I love all these podcasts and I listen to them all the time. But, man, you're like the hardest working man in show industry. business when it comes to this so just uh, i needed i needed just right one now. day away Sign from up, the mic check it out thanks right uh, again Once casey again, he took sleeper. over uh he, he he pretty much said you know in his in his <laughs> solo show that i had to go to the best but michael you have so much in your plate i didn't know if you can ever just fill in one day you know what that'd be interesting i've never thought about that but i'd i'd be open to it you would okay i'll, I'll put yeah. that in my my mental rolodex for the next one, see uh, how you could do. Yeah, I, I just needed a, a a day away just to re re rewind and chill out and be back. Hey, uh, before we dive into it, what's going on over there at San Antonio Sports Star, especially the new host of Halftime Show? That's right, man. I'm hosting Halftime noon to two. Uh, we have a rotating guest. Uh, you know, Rob Thompson on Mondays, uh, Jason Minix on Tuesday, Rudy J on Wednesday, Pledger on Thursday, and Jack Thompson on Friday. So it's pretty interesting. I mean, you have a a different lineup every day, but uh, it's fun. It's sports. It's pop culture. It's nostalgia. Uh, it's a lot of fun things, man. I'm having a good time over there. Follow Michael Jimenez on Twitter at Mike ESPN SA. Let's dive into this show, Michael, and look at uh, the silver and black. So Popovich pretty much said that Proto could be back for the game against the Clippers. He said could, didn't say for sure, but hey, all signs are pointing that he is eventually going to come back sooner than later. Spurs, you know, they dropped one to the Lakers. They got embarrassed on their own court versus Dallas. Basically, they're just doing what they've been doing since the beginning of the season. Him and his picking up L's more than uh, W's. But there is an excuse to say, well, you know, maybe it's just because, you know, Pirtle, you know, who's been one of the more consistent players this year, has been out uh, under health and safety protocols. Michael, just a generic overall question. Is his return really going to solve whatever ails the Spurs? It's not going to solve everything, but it was a, a big part of the Spurs losing a lot of games the past couple of weeks. Uh, we saw that uh, there was just a height discrepancy on the court pretty much at all times there. Uh, Porzingis just destroyed the Spurs when he was yeah. uh, here at the AT&T Center. And then you see Anthony Davis just go off. No one could guard Anthony Davis. There was nobody close to that height uh, out there in the silver and black. And Anthony Davis just just tore us up, man. I mean, he made eight of his first 10 shots. Um, he was just out there just getting layup after layup after layup. And the one thing that Pirtle does do better than most 
is defend the rim. And not having him there uh, was a pretty big deal. I'm not going to say that that's the reason why the Spurs are so far under 500, but it did play a big factor in it all, man. I, I, and, I, and I never thought I would say that about Pirtle because I've kind of been on the fence about him over the years. Uh, but defensively, he's a, a solid mm. player defensively. Offensively, hit or miss. But this year, he was having his best season. He got off to a yeah. good start. Mm-hmm. He certainly has. Popovich said after the loss to the Lakers that he wishes that, well, not, you know, he pretty much says that he wishes Pirtle and Murray could play all 48 minutes, that uh, <laughs> they could always be on the court. He's He called them, you know, uh, in a nutshell, like the team's MVPs. Would you go that far to say that Jakob's been an MVP for this, se- for this team this season? Well, were we talking about that a couple of weeks ago, about who was the Spurs' yep. uh, MVP early on? And, and I kind of made the argument that Pirtle was – kind of honorable mention when it came to it. Uh, obviously, DeJounte Murray, you know, he, he has been the best Spurs player right now. Yep. And because of his ability or availability, Devin Vassell is probably two. Uh, but I would say Jakob is probably the third best Spurs player out there. And and obviously the team missed him because Drew Eubanks uh, couldn't pick up the slack. We haven't seen Jock Landale out there. And, you know, Thad has played well. I, I like what he brings, but he's not a center. So, so the Spurs don't, didn't have anybody up there to kind of, you know, challenge shots or or even the passing lane down low. Uh, the Spurs were just getting tore up on the paint area, and uh, uh, yeah, Jakob may, may very well be one of the MVPs of this team. And look, look at these numbers. This is just through seven games uh, before he got placed in the uh, the safety protocols. Twenty nine minutes per game, fourteen points per game, close to ten rebounds, three assists. Leads the team in blocks, 1.1. Uh, offensive rebound. Offensive rebounding. Not defensive rebounding. Offensive rebound numbers, 5.1 a game. That's a huge loss for San Antonio for them having to deal with in this uh, stretch of games that he's been out. But you're right about the size. You know, Dallas exposed them twice. You know, Boban had himself a game uh, again in the second game out in San Antonio. You know, exposed them to Anthony Davis. You mentioned him. Really taking advantage of San Antonio in the middle. Dad Young mentioned it as well after the loss of the Lakers. But, Michael, I'm going to ask you something, though. How many games, how many wins does Proto get you I mean, this season? Oh. Is, is he really that critical to the Spurs maybe even sniffing a play-in game? That's a very good question. Um, I would say if you take a look at the last handful of games, how many games did he miss? What, about six? About six, yeah. About six games or so. I think he could have flipped one of those games. Um, I think hmm. that he he could probably have flipped over the course of an entire season. He probably cost the Spurs maybe about six to seven wins throughout the entire season if he was to miss mm-hmm. the entire season. I mean, it is meaningful. It's it's not like he is the difference between the Spurs going, being a lottery team and being a playoff <laughs> yeah. team. He's, he's not exactly. that difference. Uh, but he's a, a big part of the offense. He's a big part of the defense. Offensively, he gets all those offensive rebounds, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Defensively, you know, you mentioned the stats there of him averaging 14 and 10, but he also leads the Spurs in something that I cannot believe I'm going to say. He leads the Spurs in stats that don't exist, which are altered shots, which are, uh, you know, forcing, uh, forcing uh, driving uh, players to go the other way. He does things that are very subtle that don't show up on the box score. Right. Uh, but I like the way that he disrupts things inside. You know, a point guard will drive in, take a look at Pirtle, drive back out. 
Okay, they don't really challenge him too often. Now, the big guys, you know, the Jokic's of the world aren't really scared of Pirtle, but a lot of the players out there who are, you know, decent, up and coming type of players, mm-hmm. they don't go. They don't go and challenge him. He's a big guy out there, and he's been playing so. He was playing so well when the season first started that it was, you know, it's awful that he had to miss this time. But uh, you know, it. I think if anything, it showed the importance that he has to this team because it also shows that he didn't really have a true backup who was capable of filling his shoes. I, I look at Pirtle and the ripple effects. You know, obviously, you know, we mentioned the big one is the lack of size, but the other one too is that all the players were playing out of position. Yeah, that young, you know, he can hold it down, but he's undersized. Drew Eubanks thrust it into the spotlight. I mean, they had no choice. They just needed a body out there. He's been doing yeoman's work, you know, trying his best, you know. Then you got, uh, you know, Devin Vassell, who even mentioned it in the last game afterwards, saying that there's a lot of 6'4", 6'5", 6'8", guys that are playing in the middle. Uh, It's really been taking a toll on this team of, again, players playing out of their comfort level. Okay, so the, the positive. So he's back. Let's just say, you know, everything's good to go. Pop was right. You know, he's playing against the Clippers. Uh, do you think that'll help a guy like maybe Derek White? Maybe, you know, look, it's been hammered over and over again. Michael, you know, he's something's up. He's not himself. His offensive game is missing right now. Do you think maybe that's that 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 big man that's passing out of the, the post, run the pick and roll with Derek, could help Derek maybe find his group back? Don't let the stress of daily life weigh in your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld progressive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it is quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to the website right now, check it out, add the Theragun app to your uh, apps and learn. It'll learn your behaviors, basically, and suggest a guide from your routines. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragunbody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragunbody.com slash locked on. Man, we're, we're, we're digging deep for some excuses on Derek White today. I'm trying, I like man. I'm trying, man. I, it's, it's, just, it's such an enigma what's going on right now. For, I mean, you saw, the, you saw the post-game conference with Papa, which was like pretty much saying that Derek White is in a bad way right now. It was, it was pretty telling. No, uh, I, I don't use that as – I wouldn't take that as an excuse for Derek White. Could it help him? Maybe a little bit. But it's not the reason why he's shooting so poorly. It's not the reason why he went 0 for 10 against Oklahoma City. It's not the reason why he went 4 for 10 against the Lakers. It's not Ish. the reason why his shooting percentage from three for the years dropped to 30%. That is not the reason why. The reason why is because he has no spring in his step. He He's playing like an old man out there. And DeJounte Murray is, is, is handling the ball more often. And Derek White doesn't have a place on this team. He just doesn't. Mm. When DeJounte is out there, Derek White has no reason to be on the floor. Uh, Pirtle not being out there has not stopped Keldon Johnson from suddenly becoming a three-point threat. 
Right. It has not stopped Devin Vassell from knocking down threes. It has not stopped Doug McDermott from knocking down threes. Or mo- up until most recently, Bryn Forbes had been uh, kind of hot out there. So mm-hmm. I can't use that as an excuse for Derek White because everyone else seems to be improving their three-point game. Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess that's a, another topic for another episode of Lockdown Spurs where we just run it back again. I, I mean, I don't want to get too far off track. We're focusing on Jakob right now. But my goodness, I think I saw a number out there, Michael, that White has been about seven for 31-ish, something like that, in the last <laughs> uh, few games from the field. That's just bad. That, but as you texted me the other day, you know, cashing them checks, huh? Oh, That's right. He is the Spurs' highest-paid player. Mm-hmm. And, and his contract just started – Two months ago. So, oh, Lord. yeah, uh, can you imagine if he keeps playing this way and he's collecting a $19 million check three years from now? That money is guaranteed, man. You yeah. know, he and, and I'm proud of him because I'm proud of him because he was so underpaid early on. And uh, the fact of the matter is he's cashing those checks. But, you know, you know, going back back to Jakob, you know, is it possible that that his that. Derek White's play has 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 gone down because Jakob was somehow part of his rhythm. I mean, that's possible. I mean, it's it's possible, but it hasn't affected everyone else in that way. Yeah. Uh, but I can't wait to see uh, Jakob back out there because it's kind of hard to give a, a true sense as to how bad or how mediocre this team is without having all the players out there. Mm-hmm. And 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 as we we talked about earlier, you know, this year, this season alone. Jakob is one of the three best Spurs players out there. DeJounte one, Devin Vassell two. Jakob is there at three. And uh, I, I love Jakob's game now. He, he, prior, to, prior to him being out, he was developing a, a skill set that he hadn't shown before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a little bit more comfortable with like, a little hook shot, a little mm-hmm. bit more comfortable uh, in, in, I don't want to say mid-range, but that's that, that five to eight foot area. He seemed to be a little bit more comfortable with so uh, I can't wait to see him back out there. Yeah, and he's coming at a good time. If he does come back against the Clippers, that should help. So they got the Clippers next. So you got the their big man in the middle, which is uh, Zubac. So you can go to the next game, November eighteenth at Minnesota. This cat, or Anthony Towns. Then you can go to the number uh, November twenty two game in San Antonio, Phoenix. That's Aiton. So you got <laughs> you got. November 24th against Atlanta, uh, John Collins, you know, sure, you know, the big boy. Uh, so, yeah, he's coming back at a good time uh, as far as just matchups are concerned. Now, are you expecting the same Jakob when he gets back? He's been away from, for the, from the game for a little bit. There's still that rhythm, getting his legs under him, and then just trying to remesh himself into the, uh, to the team, Michael. No, it's going to take a few games because a lot has happened since then. Um, you know, Keldon's Keldon has become more of a three point shooter the last couple of games. Uh, Devin Vassell is suddenly playing more than 30 minutes a game, which I am 100% supportive of. He's not starting, I think he should be a starter, but the last couple of games he's been averaging close to 30 minutes a game. So the rotations out there are a little bit more, are a little bit different compared to what Jakob was seeing out there early, at the early part of the season. I, I, I look I, at this point of the season. You know, the, uh, any help will help. You know, if it's Jakob coming back, great. Because despite him being out, I mean, they were still kind of in games. Uh, you saw that Lakers game. They made it very interesting towards the end of the uh, the game. Five-point gap between the Spurs and Lakers. Maybe Pirtle helps them get over that hump. 
you know, at least gives Anthony Davis more fits. And Davis had like 30, 30 and change, you know, versus San Antonio. So maybe he helps get some wins during the past few games. But you're right. I, I don't think he's going to make them, you know, run the table. You know, he's not going to make them. Yeah, you know, I think he maybe he just makes things a lot more interesting on the court, more competitiveness. But I want to circle back to something Devin Vassell said uh, after the loss uh, to Dallas. He said that, sure, Jakob's out, and sure, they miss him. But he said it's not like they've been playing without him and that they can do it without him. What do you agree? Do you think about that? Do you but agree said- with Vassell? This was Devin oh. Vassell. Devin Vassell flat out said that. Say like, look, I'm not knocking. He's like, I'm not knocking my boy. We need Yak back. Sure, we miss him. But you know, he goes on to say that should not be excuse. We should be getting the W's. I mean, I understand what he's saying because maybe he's trying to convince himself on that. I'm a big, big Devin Vassell guy. I've owned that stock from the get go since he was at Florida State. Okay, and Devin Vassell has the the ability to become a stud out there. And he, he's showing it right now. Uh, but Jakob, man, seven-footers don't grow on trees, right? Yeah. The Spurs are trotting out there, guys who are 6'8", six, 6'9", six, to, to try to defend Porzingis, who's 7'3", trying to defend a seven-foot AD. Not going to happen, man. Not going to happen. Yeah. You, you, you cannot have somebody out there guarding these all-star players who are four to six inches shorter. And that's what we've been seeing the last couple of weeks. So as much as uh, he's saying that they should be doing better even without Jakob, the fact of the matter is is that if the Spurs were playing with no point guards, they wouldn't be doing well. If the Spurs were playing with no centers like they mm-hmm. are right now, they're not playing well either. I don't really consider Drew Eubanks necessarily to be like a prototypical center. I mean, I guess technically yeah. he is. But I mean, the, the only one the Spurs had on the roster – and happened to be a good one was Jakob Pertl. So no, man, I, mm-hmm. I disagree with Vassell. I think Vassell's trying to convince himself of that. I think he's trying to pump up himself and pump up his mm-hmm. his his teammates. Uh, but Vassell was a big loss. I mean, uh, Pertl was a big loss Pertl. there. Yeah. And now looking at it, Pertl's going to come back in. He's going to be. I'm not going to say out of shape. These are world class athletes, but he's going to be. It's going to take a while for him to find a rhythm. He's going to be rusty, right? Mm-hmm. He's gonna. He's he's now he's now gonna be playing maybe with Thad Young, who he didn't play with the first five or six games of the season. He's gonna be playing more with Vassell, where Vassell was typically off the bench, and maybe they played together only ten minutes a game. But now it's gonna be twenty or thirty minutes that they share together on the court. It's going to be different for Pirtle when he comes back. It's gonna take probably about a week for him to kind of come back and get back in the right. rhythm, be part of the offense, and kind of get going with everybody again. Here's something I'm going to be looking forward uh, to seeing how this affects Thad Young. You know, Thad Young saw a big boost in minutes because of Pirtle's absence. Now that he's back, is that go- is that going to impact that? Thad has been very vocal uh, that at least prior to the Pirtle injury and then him getting the spike in minutes that he expected to be playing a lot more. But in Pirtle's absence, he's been playing pretty well for the Spurs team. Passing, you know, he's a great passer. I didn't know that about his game. Scoring, defense, everything. Is is this something the Spurs fans should keep an eye on as well? This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure endless lines? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. 
Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliable low for every customers, and they have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. Uh, most definitely, but... I mean, that, that's the, the the weird thing about it all is that we can all complain about who should be out there and who should be getting minutes, but there's only so many minutes to go around. And Thad Young will probably see a reduction in minutes, but I don't think it's going to be a drastic reduction because he's already taken Keita's minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. Keita's, Keita was out there, what, averaging 20, 25 minutes a game the first yep. couple of weeks of the season. And against the Lakers, he was out there for just five or six. Mm-hmm. And that's not the first time we've seen that. He didn't play much against the Mavericks. He didn't play much against OKC. So he's lost his time. Thad Young has seen an increase in time uh, uh, for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one that suffers the most out of all this might actually be Drew Eubanks. Mm-hmm. Because Drew Eubanks, up until about a week ago, was also seeing just you know uh, single digits in, in minutes. So uh, I, think, I think Drew Eubanks is the one that takes the backseat. I think Thad Young has shown that he's the more versatile player. Uh, he's the better player. I mean, like you said, when it comes to mm-hmm. passing, when it comes to defense, if we slide him over into the position that he would actually be good at, which is power forward, uh, Thad Young will play much better. But uh, I, I'm not too worried about that. About Thad. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd be more worried if I was Drew Eubanks. He is Michael Jimenez, host of Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m., 94.5. FM. Hey, before we get into our next topic, which is uh, Josh Primo, you know, I, I sent, I threw an invite to your boy Quinn, Quinn Hudson, mm-hmm. to come on Lockdown Spurs. He he couldn't make it, Michael. Oh. And then yet, 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 he was crying about it on the last time I was on halftime show. though, the one you missed. And by the way, I hope you're feeling a lot better from the from the little issues you have there <laughs> in your innards yeah. there. Yeah, um, kidney stones, give it zero stars. Stones. Do not recommend. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so so Jimenez is out uh, for his his show halftime, and then Quinn comes in. Quinn, we're all laughing, joking. He goes, "Oh, you know, it's funny. You know, I haven't got an invite to go on Lockdown Spurs." Jack Thompson rubbed a little salt in that wound. Jack tells Quinn, "You know, I've been there already once. Pleasure, of course. You know him. You <laughs> were in there, so fine. You know, I shot a text to Quinn. Hey, Quinn, you want to come on? Uh, I can't. I'm busy. Uh, you see how he is, Michael." Well, here's the thing. Quinn is a huge Dallas Mavericks fan. He that that is his team. So, you know, if he was to come out on Locked On Spurs, I'm sure he would just rag on the Spurs all day long. He it's one of those come things. On about, just talk about the Dallas loss, the beatdowns, the Spurs probably. 
Exactly, exactly. And it's so funny because, you know, I, I talk about being part of Team Tank when it comes to the Spurs. And a lot of times people just get all down on me, especially Spurs Twitter. And, and they're telling me that, you know, I'm not a true Spurs fan because I'm, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that the Spurs get a better lottery pick this upcoming season. I mean, I had a really long conversation with my dad about that over the weekend where I was saying, Dad, Spurs lost to the Lakers. That's a good thing, okay? Because we now have the fifth or sixth worst record in the league, we need lottery picks. Mm -hmm. We need a lottery player out there. And it's so funny because I can say that because I'm a Spurs fan, okay? It's kind of like I can talk bad about my family because I'm a member of that family. But no one else else can talk bad about my family, right? Even Even if they're the exact same words that I do. And that's the thing about Quinn. Quinn coming in and saying bad things about the Spurs... That's not Spurs family. You know, that's not (laughs) – he's not a Spurs fan. He's not hopeful that they're going to return to glory one day. I hope the Spurs return to glory. If I'm critical of of Derek White, if I'm critical of Drew Eubanks or of Pop, my God, I cannot wait till he's gone. If I'm critical of that, it's not because I'm not a Spurs fan. It's because I am a Spurs fan. I just look at it differently. I just look at it differently. So, Quinn – if you want to come on this podcast, you got to bring it, man. But you got to take off bring your it. Mavericks goggles. Oh, look at that. All right. He is Michael Jimenez calling out his own teammate over there at San Antonio Sports Star. Um, got a few minutes left on this episode. Michael, uh, Josh Primo. Woo. Woo. Whoa. Did you see what he did, at least in the G League level, when Austin took on Mexico City? out in Cedar Park, Texas. He took the team on his back in the second half, scoring 21 of his 28 points, connected on four three-point shots. I talked with him after the game about his performance. Michael, the first thing he told me was he needed to apologize to his teammates. I'm like, and I'm sitting there thinking, what? Why would you have to apologize? He says, I had a bad first half. That's not like me. I need to be a better player, a better leader. The guy carried the Austin team to a comeback win, the first win for Austin this season. Michael, I shared with you that video. You saw the highlights. Ooh, is it just already time for the Spurs to say, you know what, Primo, get your butt up here, or you still want him to cook over there in Austin? Man, we were texting each other throughout the game, and uh, I was like, man, Primo's on fire right now. Okay, first of all, the competition level is nowhere near the NBA. Absolutely. Put put that out there. Uh, But his shooting ability, the way his comfort level, his confidence when it comes to going off a pick or just making his way through the lane, it is so mature. It it was so good, so nice that I got on Twitter and made an apology to Brian Wright, the hologram. He did not. Yeah, I, I made I made an apology saying I might have he might have gotten this one right. Is it should he come up to the big leagues? Should he come up to to the varsity squad? Uh, yes, he should. Because the whole point of the G League is what to build confidence, to build consistency. He already has a consistent jumper. He's already extremely confident. He's very mature for his age. This guy should be a freshman in college right now. He is young, and I understand the whole quote-unquote Spurs way. But this is the lost season. 
This is a lost season. What would be better for the Spurs out there? Playing Derek White 32 minutes a game? Would it be better playing <laughs> Ren Forbes 15 to 20 minutes a game? Or would it be better giving Josh Primo some run of 12 to 18 minutes? The problem is, is that though Primo shot well last night, and uh, uh, this weekend had 28 mm-hmm. points, the fact of the matter is, is that he started this, the night one for six. Mm-hmm. And then he got on fire. The problem is, is that I don't think Pop would have allowed him to shoot out of that. <laughs> Pop might have, might have brought the hook out. Oh, it's just not your night. One for six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, down. don't be wrong. <laughs> don't be wrong. Derek White can go 0 for 10 against OKC and never get the hook. But if Primo misses three shots, Pop's going to sit his butt. That's just who Pop is, right? That's why oh, he's not the coach. That's why he's not the good coach for a rebuild. He's not the right coach for a rebuild. The, the, it, it's weird because I take a look at this from the standpoint of who has the highest ceilings on this team. To me, the highest ceiling player on the Spurs is not DeJounte Murray. It is Devin Vassell as of right now. De, DeJounte Murray is the best player on the team. Vassell to me is second. Third is Pirtle, fourth is Keldon, but I think Keldon has a higher ceiling than Pirtle. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I am intrigued at the ceiling level of Joshua Primo. And it's one of those things where I would much rather see these high ceiling players try to figure it out than try to see other players out there who we know what they're capable of and they're just going to be that guy. You know, I mean, we, we, we know, I mean, what is the ceiling level of Drew Eubanks? What is the ceiling level of, yeah. of, of Derek White now? What is the ceiling level of Bryn Forbes? I mean, we know, we know what they are when they're playing a good night. We know what they are when they're playing a bad night. But what is it when they're playing a great night? It's not that high. Mm-hmm. But you take a look at, at Primo, and for those of you who haven't looked at these highlights, it's amazing because he's so... He, he walks and runs on that court with a purpose. Now, defensively, right. still a little bit lost, still not really into it defensively as to like, you know, how to guard certain, certain plays and certain positions. But the fact of the matter is, is that offensively, he is already right now probably the Spurs, what, fourth best office, offensive weapon? Yeah. yeah. And he's playing in the G League. Like right well, now... If yeah. we were playing, I, I promise you this. If they were playing a pickup game, silver and black, and no one was watching this and no one was watching the draft, and you had DeJounte and you had Keldon picking who they were going to be, who, who their teammates were going to be, I bet you Primo would be one of the first ones picked. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and the thing about it, too, is that you look at Primo, what he's doing in Austin. It's just been two games. Now, his first his first game, his debut in Austin, was okay. He had like 14 points. Obviously, you know, had a tremendous game afterwards. But uh, second game, excuse me. I, but if, Michael, when do the Spurs say, yeah, yeah, we got to call him? You know, recall him. If the he second. does this, if he does it again, they play against Mexico City again. If he pulls this stunt again. Do you do you think they they have no choice but to bring him back? No, uh, man, this, I, I'm not this hopeful. He's going to let him cook. Okay, you're not hopeful. Not hopeful at all, man. Th- th- this will all happen the second that we get a a fact saying that uh, Greg Popovich has resigned, or or he is he is he's re- he's retired. 
That is when it's going to happen, man, because Primo can go off for 30 points a game out there, and he will just be allowed to, to some would say, develop. Uh, I would say rot out there. Ooh, hey, uh, Devin Vassell, just out of curiosity, Devin Vassell, how did he do in the G League last year? Oh, he didn't play. Why not? Well, they needed bodies, and they put him out there. There wasn't one. Yeah. There oh, that, that too. Well, I'm thinking about the bubble season. Sorry. Right, right, right. Yeah. So w- when it comes to COVID and whatnot, there was no G League. and therefore, Maybe COVID's been the rookie's MVP for the Spurs. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was because if it wasn't for COVID, Devin Vassell wouldn't be on this squad right now playing so well. Yeah. I mean, I make the whole argument all the time about how if, if the Spurs had the Austin Spurs back in 03 and 05 and whatnot, we would have never have won those titles because – because Pop would have sent Parker, would have sent Ginobili to Austin. It's so crazy, man. I don't understand it. It, it, it it's just like it, it, I don't understand the whole, the whole concept. I understand that if you are Derek White or if you are, uh, um, you know, a, a player that was maybe right. drafted twenty nine or thirty. No, Bryn Forbes. Yeah. Bryn Forbes. Yeah. Eubanks. I understand that you want to develop a certain player to see are they an NBA caliber player. Okay, but if you're picking a player at eleven, if you're picking a player at twelve, you know, like Vassell and Primo, then you've already stated outright that they are an NBA caliber player. Why not play them? Right. Yeah, and I, think, and, and I think Primo is just one of two draft picks, a lottery picks that are in the G League right now. It, it's, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's absolutely embarrassing because we are a team that is several games under five hundred. That's the fifth worst record in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we can't spare uh, Bryn Forbes' minutes right now. We can't spare Drew Eubanks' minutes. We can't spare um, you know Trey's minutes in order to get. In order to get uh, uh, mm-hmm. our, our primo out there, I don't, I don't understand right. it. I want to go off to a bridge and just scream his name. Uh, but oh, that <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like Brian Wright got it right though. You, no, you know, guys, you're gonna I, pull I, that. You're gonna you're gonna be rich. You're gonna be uh, Richie's brother from La Bamba. Oh, maybe, yeah, he like, goes like, like Richie. Yeah, you're gonna go like primo, uh, primo. Yeah. Like Bob, <laughs> I'm gonna go find a bridge and just scream it out there at the top of my lungs. Brian Wright, you hologram. I think you got it right, man. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm coming around. I'm coming around. Like, I, you know, after everything I've told you about B. Wright, that I tell you he exists, I've spoken to him, I've seen him. You still don't believe me. I'm sure he's the nicest guy in the world. I, I, I swear <laughs> to you, he probably is. I put, he's a sweetheart. He's probably somebody I want to have a beer with, right? Uh, but the fact that I can't identify him the fact that i don't know what his voice sounds like i don't know what he looks like i mean i've seen photos and i've seen interviews and videos but it still hasn't registered to me that this dude is the gm of the spurs because we don't see him it's like he's in a bunker somewhere and uh but i'm sure he's the greatest guy in the world i and i I have no ill will against him uh especially if primo pans out but man, uh, I, I I like that ongoing joke because, I mean, what what is if you showed his picture to 100 Spurs fans, how many could identify him that he's the GM? I think a good chunk of them could at five. this point. With five out with of 100, all, 
with all the memes that are out there with his face on there, yeah, I think they could. <laughs> a lot it, of it, it took it took a meme to make yeah. it happen. That's to amazing. To make it happen, yeah. Hey, we're done talking. <laughs> we want to hear from you. What do you think about the uh, Spurs uh, likely to get back Jakob Pertl on that court? Do you think he's been going to make the big difference? And you think he has been the missing piece in the last few games uh, where the Spurs are picking up L's? And what do you think about Josh Primo's play in Austin? I get it. It's just been two games, but woohoo. Is he showing something? And do you agree with Michael Jimenez that Brian Wright is just a hologram? Uh, you can let us know on Twitter. Let Mike know on Twitter at Mike ESPNSA. Me at Jeff G Spurs Kins 5. Michael, one more time. What's going on with halftime? Oh, man. Halftime's a fun show. It's an absolute fun show. I took over that show a couple of weeks ago and basically uh, it's just a, it's a bunch of bar talk without the alcohol. We just talk sports pop culture nostalgia uh it's it's a good time man 12 to 2 espn san antonio san antonio sports star uh it's a 12 50 a.m 94 5 uh and i love the fact that so many people reach out to us on facebook live and on san antonio sports stars youtube page because uh it spurs the show along you know we can read people's comments and obviously we give away prizes and tickets uh we give it we give away tickets to movies and to uh, various events around town so it's a good time man it's a really good time absolutely make sure to listen to halftime each and every day over there at san antonio sports star subscribe to locked on spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast even through your smart speaker just say hey smart speaker play locked on spurs and it will play and we thank you for making locked on spurs your first listen each and every day with the clippers coming up go up and check out Locked on Clippers, see what's going on in their neck of the woods. So for Michael Hologram Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. <laughs> <laughs>